Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Taco Dog, joined by the legend himself, Jet Force Gemini. Good evening to everyone. And we want to welcome you. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Getting over that daylight savings time burnout that everyone seems to be having. But I also do want to point out that we are joined by a special guest. A lot of you know him as the writer of the North American FSN FSN sports column for Silph Arena Factions. Some of you know him as the person you like to dunk on on Twitter for getting predictions wrong. I like to think of him as the person who gave us the inspiration for starting this podcast. So please help me welcome the one and only MJ Get It. It's got, it's got to finally sit down and chat with you. Yeah, glad to finally sit down and chat for like the first time ever. Yep, nothing. <laughs> this is the very first time ever nothing has happened. <laughs> so, we have a fantastic episode filled with memes and jokes and a little bit of shenanigans. So, I hope you all are in for a real treat. But formality, or to get the formalities out of the way, if you're new around here, welcome. We're a Pokemon Go PvP podcast that specializes in the esport known as Silph Arena Factions, starting from Open Tier and covering everything up to Bronze Tier. If you're not new, you picked another great episode, as always. So we do have some news from, I guess, Niantic slash Silph, in which, after all the RSVPs have been said and done and counted... Unofficially, we are up to 55 open teams. There are also, scattered across open tier, five extra promotion slots up for grabs. So, if my math is correct, and sometimes it's right, there may be a chance that Diener Don't Care is one of the lucky factions that gets promoted, or double promoted, into copper tier. I'll go ahead and wager that to be correct. Because don't you guys own the tiebreaker over Sub-Zero? Yes, we do. So then, yeah, you guys should be getting the double jump into Copper with Battle Boys and Barktown Boomers. I am super excited to fight against, once again, fight rematch the teams that were the only ones to take a... Wait, no, there was one more. No, it was Barktown and Battle Boys. Am I missing one? I've lost... You guys have lost somebody else, too. I'm going to go and... I'm going to go relook that up, because I'm honestly super... What's the word? It was, that started, it was that started the sample, I thought. No, we started out on a four and on a four and run, and then Barktown Boomers were the first ones to hand us our first L. I'm thinking Battle Boys. That's my bad. No, I you're, think, you're all. Good. I think that's these are only two losses: Barktown and Battle Boys. Yep, that's correct. Barktown and Battle Boys. So we get to rematch the two teams that beat us pretty, I guess, pretty handily by an average score of 15 to 6 and then we get to fight up and we get to fight up against an absolutely stacked copper tier or at least I'm going to call it stacked. You can call it stacked. I can say a bunch of teams with a lot to prove. Oh, you think so? Oh yeah. Like you'll have the Orlando faction coming like getting double relegated back down to copper and apparently just from all the rumblings I've heard out of that camp, it's a totally different team now so they're probably going to try to prove to them to not just themselves but the rest of the self na that they're capable enough to be here utah i don't know what to make of it like just in general 
Like maybe they'll, maybe they'll show up this cycle. Maybe they get relegated again. I don't know. Then of course you got like your two other fa- well, what usually would be your two other factions from last cycle's iron. But apparently since everybody decided they want to disband this off season, off cycle, you're getting SoCal, Swablu, San Diego, Pioneer Valley PVP, Northeast Battlers, Wet Winter Vortex, and Busta Mime on top of that. So, yeesh. It is definitely a very good, what's the word? A very good team. I'm, team, excuse me. A very good tier in itself. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I'm also kind of looking at some of the, the other names like Pioneer Valley, Sfield Team. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Tap and Turtle Squad is still staying in copper, correct? Okay, so this is where it gets a little <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because Sylph hasn't dated. Like, they, they pushed through and about supposed to, supposedly were supposed to start today, but, like, they haven't pushed everybody that was supposed to move up due to all the disbandings. So, technically, the Tap and Turtle Squad... Steel Team 6, Ghost Pepper, Dunspice, and Bad Mew 2s are all supposed to move up to bronze. Oh. Yeah. That many teams is banded above them to where it made all this happen. That is quite honestly a perfect storm of teams. I'm also pulling up your I'm also pulling up your handy spreadsheet that you made for us. It's you got all, the one that's updated, right? I'm pulling up your tweet that has it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just excited that we get to play the San Diego guys. Is that going to be a little bit of a grudge match for you, Jet? Oh, no, it's it's thrilling. It's all fun. <laughs> I'm glad. Hopefully we can do hopefully we can we can do put them on notice and saying, "Hey, your C team, your C team can can compete against our A team." So, we're going we're going to be doing really well there. Okay, I have your tweet pulled up. So, we've got Battle Club Orlando, NSYNC, Sea Kingpin. Wait. That's bronze. That's bronze here, yeah, I'm sorry. We have Orlando Faction, Utah, Spice is Right, SoCal Swablu, C Team, Pioneer Valley PvP, Northeast Battlers, Winter Vortex, Busta Mime, Barktown Battle Boys, and Dean Air. Yep. Somehow that's still, like, I don't want to say too much, but I'm also kind of just looking around. Like, everybody seems like they got registered, but there's... Maybe my math is off, maybe because of a long day of work, but there may be a chance that one more team gets bumped up into copper. Oh? Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm miscounting somebody somewhere, but... Just in case, Sub-Zero, if you're listening, you might go to copper, you may stay in iron. So, there's that. And then the tiebreaker just didn't matter. But honestly, with the with the amount of teams that disbanded this off cycle, I still call it an off season. But with the amount of teams that disbanded this off cycle, to create such a perfect storm of of a lot of open teams that are moving up, probably when they and I'll say this as one of the double promoted teams, probably when some of them deserve the double promotion, other teams, say other ones, are definitely on the on the sus route, and you really don't know until. I would say you really don't know until you let them kind of loose and fight against each other. And after like the third or fourth bout, it's like, okay, the power level is definitely something. I usually go under the assumption that like there's, even though there's eight tiers and then open, there's legit like three different levels. You got your open all the way up to about maybe, no, you got your open. Then you have your iron to like 
bronze where like the topper half of that group can compete still and keep pushing further there's like a group of them in there that just stays stagnant for a bit like they'll i'll use what's the ones for which Fact. for which uh which one are you looking for well no i'm just trying to use a team for example like a faction that you guys probably won't cover this cycle Switchmasters and fletcher and fletcher story they'll they bump back down last cycle to i think bronze and had Bravener's and Seven Daily Simps not been in there, they would have ran away with that tier. But, like, last time they got promoted up out of bronze, they kind of stumbled and fell right back. So it's like, you got your little tiers within tiers, if that makes sense, when you're, like, doing all these battles. So some teams, when you see them when you see them get, like, double promoted, like you guys, Battle Boys and Barktown, it's like, okay, let's see if they can do it. And I think for you, th- for you three teams in particular, this is kind of like a little test run because you loop, if you get relegated, you're still going back down the iron. You're not going back into the dregs that is open to you. So you have some wiggle room to mess around and like find your footing in this new type of tiering system. Whereas other teams like look down in iron, you got Sub-Zero coming up from open or Dojo Comrades coming down from bronze. It's like, hey, you guys lose. It may be a while before we see you back in iron as Queen Bees might be able to attest to, because I think they might also be getting promoted too. Yeah. Right, right on the edge right now. I was going to say, one of the teams that was definitely a surprise for me last season was the Queen Bees. Like, I knew that that team itself was stacked, but they ran into a little bit of some bad luck in open tier in cycle two, I think it was, and just kind of seeing them go from, I think they went five and four to nearly getting that nod into to now being nearly being an iron tier assuming everything holds true is just a is just a testament in itself i would say i would say open tier itself was incredibly incredibly hard fought at the at the very tip at the very top coming from the the team that had to play i think seven of the top 10 teams Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm personally impressed that both the queen bees and hear me by roar kept all 10 of their players too it was like with all the turnover in the between cycle time <laughs> i felt like with the loss of like with the disbanding of bad muse pa berserkers and hv pogo dojo and even helmet heroes in the last week it was like nah like you could try to reach down and pick somebody out of that hear me by roar uh the queen bees group but and not to discredit them but it's like but bad muse players are all right there they're expecting to be in emerald why not just take them or like hv pogo dojo players looking to still play and like at a high level why not pick them they they got some experience up in the higher ranks whereas queen bees has one has had one shot in iron and then hear me pyro i think what started in cycle two of this season yes yeah that um, one oh I say at the same time when Queen Bees lost final boss AJ last cycle, yeah, I feel like they was like, nah, we're not losing anybody else anymore. We're gonna try to win and get out of open so nobody else tries to coach us for the rest of the season. Yeah, and that strategy definitely worked out for it because a team that a team like that kind of came together and just synergized really, really well. And you know, like I said, fighting against them in the in our very first cycle, I'm going, okay, we could not have had a more difficult opponent. We have a brand new team versus a team looking to kind of go on the revenge path of getting back up into iron, and 
even though that that score was 14-7, it definitely was a a hard fought 14-7. Outside looking in, when I saw that matchup, it was like, okay, so what are you guys gonna do with Hurricane Kaz and Mama Climbs, and then I don't know. Hopefully, the rest of them lay some eggs, maybe somewhere in between. But you need to stop those two. <laughs> like, okay, well, they won, so. Let's see who their next challenge is going to be. Oh, hey, there's Sub-Zero, and then there's Barktown Boomers. And Grosslarko oh, came off their 21-0 to play us, right? <laughs> Wait, did they? Hold on. Yeah, I think so. I'm laughing. Like, oh, when they played Orange Circle Ball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely a brand new team looking to get their footing. And I think they needed an extra week to... They needed a different opponent. Yeah. Like, Electric City would have been the perfect opponent for them. Nah, but we're going to we're gonna make Electric City fight Barktown Boomers after, in, bout, in bout seven, because of course hey, we are. Hey, Barktown <laughs> Boomers des- deserved a bye week after going through all the teams they did at that point in time. I'll stand by it. I will... Okay, I'll give you that one. I will <laughs> definitely give you that one, and... You know, we had them. We had them on the the podcast, and I give props to them honestly for saying like, "Hey, are you are you guys sure this is correct? Because we're we're just wondering." No, yes, okay, we're doing this. Look, open tier. You going into about seven six and oh, Take what the schedule gives you. Don't <laughs> ask no questions. Do not ask questions. And for Barktown Boomers, honestly, like outside looking in. It's a surprise that they were the ones that ended up winning open tier last cycle, but it's also kind of fitting. Like they were there when Rock Paper Slark, Brave Nerds, Field Team Six, Mighty Thunder—they were there when all of them were down there. They were the only ones. They're one of Rock Paper Slark's two losses, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a matter of okay, so when are you guys going to put it together? And then cycle two, they were on the cusp, and it was like okay, well maybe they just need one more cycle, and then coming five points away from nine and oh like that was that was impressive it got a lot of people talking like not just me but even some people that like in like i wouldn't say like diamond or emerald but i know some people in silver and bronze that were watching were like oh this is kind of a surprise like we didn't expect Barktown boomers to do this well and mj you haven't really talked about them that much I'm like <laughs> like <laughs> my fault i'll admit my fault for not hyping them up a bit but i didn't want to hype them up then all of a sudden Boom, they go and lose to Beaver Underdogs. Oh, they want to get you, you've, you've played that game before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rock, paper, slark. And guess guess who made me eat those words? Barktown Boomers. So, you know, they understand. I feel like they would understand my point of view on that. To your to your credit, you were also covering the marquee matchups in the very upper tiers as to like what's going on. And I will even say that us down here on the podcast covering the lower tiers. We were just looking up like, yeah, they won again, and they won again. <laughs> so I'm not going to say they won in, like, super convincing fashion. There was just, like, other stuff that we wanted to take a look at because they weren't the flashiest team. And I'll be the first to admit, like, you know, we were wrong. So we'll eat our words nicely. Looking at their schedule now, I was like, okay, I knew they were going to beat Flock of Farfetch. As bad as this sounds and... Considering my history, I'm like, okay, they're going to run through Singapore Dragons. I'm surprised Singapore even put up two points on them. It was when they got to Sky Attack where I was like, okay, they might lose here. Oh, no, they won. Okay, well, Gumi University, yeah, okay. I feel like you guys beat them there. 
then when it got to you guys, like, okay, now we're gonna see if you guys are for real. <laughs> then they won fourteen seven. I was like, okay, so you're you're for real. You're for real. Yeah, they were they were definitely yeah handing us our first L and continuing on. That was that was also one of those hard fought weeks. Open tier, open tier last cycle. I'll say from my perspective, just it had the most uncertainty like in any open tier that I've ever seen, and I think that might to the detriment of like the teams in open tier because I don't necessarily know how far all the ones that are projected to get promoted will go. Like Marktown now has to face that little hurdle that all open tier teams that have won open tier face and it's like okay hey you won open tier can you still carry that energy over to the next tier and not either get relegated or stagnate yourself for a little bit then there's get the ball rolling yeah and then battle bills battle boys and you guys dinner don't care it's like all right we saw the tt tapping turtle squad last cycle get double jumped to copper and they they struggled against the te- uh, some teams that you didn't think they would struggle against. They lost right out to some that you knew they were going to lose to. Like, are you guys uh, are they are you guys ready for what's coming your way with some of these other factions? Like, can you ready for you ready to tap in turtles for a second? It's like I was just I just want to say that I'm I'm surprised that they're registered after I looked at them and they had I think it was three of their players left at a, one point. Oh, if we, if we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about the whole Battle Club Orlando and Orlando faction actually getting registered. Because I was watching that from, like, last... I remember listening to you guys' episode last week when you guys were talking about, like, the amount of teams that disbanded and, like, what you... Like, how, how they disband and what Custom and Amaze was talking about. And I'll go ahead and add on to that. It's like, some fact... When they said that some factions, like, plateau, and it's like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and disband. Orlando faction, after they went winless in silver and got double relegated and then I just started seeing like I was watching them like okay you guys are probably definitely going to be the ones to pick the bucket first and then PA Berserkers disbanded and then Bad Muse imploded and then HV Pogo Dojo said we're calling it quits I was like okay so when's the Orlando faction going to happen I literally every two days was refreshing their page and at one point saw I think three names on the roster so like you guys on Twitter and like what I po- list that I post, you guys see like the top part. Underneath that list in my Excel spreadsheet, I had it just in case either the Orlando faction or Battle Club Orlando disbanded. Like <laughs> just in case. Version 2.0. Version 2.0, 2.5, Like I was I was ready to be like, okay, well now they finally disbanded. And then oh wait, no. Orlando faction filled up. Well now Battle Club Orlando is out of people. Okay, so maybe they're the ones that's going to disband now. Okay, let's go ahead and 3.1, 3.2. Wait, no, they filled up. So, like, I don't know, that was an off-tangent thing, but just going back to that conversation last week, it was like, you know, just look for certain things and the, the teams coming down, where it's like, okay, what can the teams coming up capitalize on, if that makes sense? Like, can you capitalize on these teams, like, low morale? Can you capitalize on their tiredness? Can you just like beat a team down so bad they just like, hey, we're done. Like, that's it. We're good. I know that happened in open, but has that actually happened in the round robin tiers before? Um uh, if we're not counting Gengar for everyone who just like as soon as the cycle started, 
they just disbanded and just gave everybody a buy the first cycle of this season. I don't think that's happened in, at least in the NA side, on the NA side. Just a fun fact, I guess. Yeah, because by by certain points, certain points for some of the like winless teams last cycle, you just kind of felt like, okay, this is is starting to become the end. This is starting to like, they're turning their brakes. You just, like I was watching certain players on some of these teams were like, okay, you rarely lose back-to-back, so you rarely get 03, and it's like, okay, you got two back-to-back weeks of 03, you're getting blown out, like, the score looks close, but then, like, actually, if you watch it all week, it only got close because the other team won early. It's like, okay, so this is this is where you guys are going to end up. This is where you guys want to disband here. And then again, like, sometimes just life circumstances come into play. Like, I'll, I'll use PA Berserkers, for example. They cycle two, they won platinum, and I don't think anybody outside of PA Berserkers thought they were gonna win it because they only had seven players on their team. That's impressive. So it was like, okay, they get up to diamond and they get relegated back down to platinum, but even then you're still just looking like, but you still only have seven, now eight players. Something, something's gotta give there. You guys can't keep running seven, eight and not having like a sub because then life's gonna pop up and it's gonna show up on the scoreboard. And then it was like, they made the announcement like, hey, we just kind of came to the conclusion. We've achieved everything we needed to achieve. We fi- they finally won a tier in the most improbable, one of the most improbable ways. And it was like, well, we're, we're fine with this. We're PA Berserkers no more. Like, you know what? That's a respectful way to go out. Just win, put all you had into it, stay true to yourselves, and then bounce when it's time to go. That's what amazement when they said come out on, on higher tiers or come out on the, the highest of highs. Mm-hmm. I promise I'll use Twitter like more often, but you know, I got to, I got to dip my toes in there more every now and then. Yeah, back down to back down to the tears that we're covering on this show. <laughs> hey, that's okay with self kind I'm also spamming refresh and probably not doing the server that much better. With Sylph still kind of moseying on trying to get their, trying to get the manual pairings up because of this, like I said, an unprecedented amount of teams disbanded off cycle. Now, off season, I can understand because there's more of a break, if I'm not mistaken, like There's a big break if you don't do the postseason stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, usually with that one, it's going to be more, what's the word I'm looking for? It's going to be more kind of drawn out where it's like okay there's there's more free agents there's more of this more of that which is fun and fine however with all this many with this many teams disbanding during the off cycle that kind of makes me wonder like are we seeing a changing of the guard are people just wanting to create new new teams and you know like some some of the upper teams are just being held by like three or four people and once they go the rest of the team just dissolves i don't know i would say we are actually kind of seeing a change of the guard but best way for me to put this is because right before i hopped on here i answered a question on twitter that was asked through another app like is factions starting to like is this the end for factions with all this expanding i'm like no you're just seeing like some people from the first day the day one factions like saying hey we want a different challenge or hey maybe we've hit our peak let's go do something else you got some people who were just 
free agent assassins. You give them the best offer and they'll go there. Like they just want to get like, okay, well this cycle I want to take a break and go down to copper. Or maybe this cycle I really want to dip my toes and go hard in emerald to see how good I really am. Shoot, like off top off top of my head and on Twitter I even said there's only three teams I think that stayed true to their core that's still up at least diamond level and higher. And that's Cool Cats, uh, Chicago Stars, and Texas PvP. And with Texas PvP was even more impressive than them. They started in open. Like they started from season one, cycle one open, made it to bronze. There was no copper and iron back in season one. Got relegated back down to open off some really lucky, unlucky stuff. And now they're in diamond, finally done upgraded their logo. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, I consider them rivals, so I can kind of say this in jest, but also like enrage the bull if I really want to. It was about time they upgraded that logo. But like their their whole thing is they they've only had like one free agent signing since faction started. Like maybe some players sat out, but like they kept rotating in every cycle. Everybody that's been on that team, I think except for one person, has been there from the start. Whereas now you got you got brave nerds coming up where maybe some of them haven't did factions before they got to brave nerds. Some of them maybe have, and they're just like, well, we want to do this the best way we can. We want to have our own little core belief. That's what it is we're supposed to be, and they're gonna go from there. You have Rock Paper Slark, who's like a bunch of, if I'm correct, a lot of GBLers and maybe like one or two Silfers, and they're just like, okay, well, we're gonna annoy the living hell out of you on Twitter with all these polls, <laughs> but, you're, but you're going to know who we are, and we're going to show it out there and feel that you're going to respect us to the point where they only have two losses in their entire run up until now. Like, you got those teams, then you got some teams where it's like, hey, they may be a little slow starting, but, for example, Barktown Boomers, they may be a little slow starting, but they have experience. Like, I think, I may be wrong, and he might point it out to me, but I think uh, YTX Pikachu was on Elite TMs in Season 1, so, like, he had the experience from there, bring it over to Barktown Boomers, get them going, so it was like that first cycle of theirs, okay, test and feel, get to know who you got on the team, get to know your strengths and weaknesses, and then like from there, just ramp it up and keep on going and keep put, keep pushing forward on how much more you can improve. So I think it's like a mix of the old guard falling in the upper tiers. Now in the lower tiers, like I feel like the, the new teams have to fight for it. Like the old, the old teams, your Hoosier Daddies, your Battle Club Orlandos, Utah Pokemon Rangers, Tetsudo Skills, they're not gonna give it up without a fight. And, uh, you gotta when you see one of those old the day one factions, you gotta you gotta bring it to them. Otherwise, you're gonna give them hope they can do it one more cycle or one more season, and then it'll make it harder for the newer teams to climb. So I think at the top, like right now in Emerald, there's only two factions that's that's been there from the start of uh, season two, and I think Chicago was like the last of the old guard. Well, not the last, but they were like the longest tenured at the top and now that they finally fall and it's like okay well who's next stadium elite with their stacked roster of stars or cool cats that probably don't change their roster too much if ever dang that's a lot of that's a lot of like old guard and new guard yeah well even even just the story that kind of changed my tune about how factions was was looking for this upcoming cycle even was the fact that we got up to 55 teams in open where it's just like that's a lot of new teams 
Now I do have to ask or open up this can of worms and say, how many of the new teams that have started are academy teams or sister teams? Because <laughs> I know you have teams like the SoCal Swablu Monopoly, where they're on team number four now. And I think this was pointed out on Twitter. Northeast Battlers has five or six teams? Five or six, because I don't think Shuckle Chuckers are uh, doing this cycle. It's okay, they have them in the reserves for the next time when they just want to completely dominate open tier with like seven new seven new teams that are all just going to get promoted in iron and i'm still holding out for the day we just have like socal swablu's four teams or five teams in one cycle they're going to make another one just wait and then northeast <laughs> battlers five teams in another tier and they're just like yeah we're just going to use the scrimmage guys let's do this I'm curious how MJ feels about it, but to me, like, that doesn't hurt the format at all, and I like how both Brave Nerds and uh, the Swab Blues, this time at least, are giving some of their, their veteran players the captain nod for the new squads, so it's it's a way to kind of link our conversations and bring those old guard players to a new type of challenge. I don't mind that, to be honest. Like, in a way, I get you want to like have a monopoly on the up and coming players or an up and coming team, or maybe there's like, for example, uh, I'll use Northeast Battlers Utter Madness, formerly Madison Miltanks. Like when they started, they got in the second preseason cycle, went four and one, and then out of that four and one, they just happened to end up in the top tier at the time, Diamond, to start off the regular season, season one, cycle one. And even in my article, the first article of that season, I was like, yo, they're not going to last. Like, they're not going to last in Diamond. They're, they're probably going to win one game. They ended up getting 0 and 7, all going 0 and 7. And then they dropped down to Platinum, and I think they only won one or two games. And they dropped down to Gold, and it was like, okay, fine, they picked it up. Well, now, after like the new season started, it's like, okay, well, we're now part of the Northeast Battlers group. And I think that, that was a case of like, okay, there's a faction that got a taste of what it was when it didn't count it but when it started to count they were fiercely behind the, the eight ball like so far behind that if you were to say an open tier team could beat them you wouldn't you wouldn't have been wrong so then they get hooked up with like any b squad that's like okay hey we're up and coming we have like all these great battlers we're finally getting our stuff together why don't we like join forces underneath this any any b battle any b system and then like just you know, play off each other's minds, like work, work with each other to help elevate each other. And then once that started working for Utter Madness, then it was like, okay, well now we can make our own team with the Winter Vortex and try to get them up. And then, you know, some other factions out there in open, like Ingl the Inglorious Bastidons and uh, Shuckle Shuckers saw that and they was like, well, we want a piece of that too. So, okay, cool, we'll do that. The Academy teams, my only issue kind of becomes when it becomes too much. Like, NEB has five or six, one in Emerald, one in Platinum, one going to be in, well, should be in Copper, and now you got three or four in Open. Oh, wait, no, you got another one in Iron. So it's like right now it looks good, but when it gets to that point where it's, okay, your A team is in Emerald or Diamond, your B team is in Diamond, Emerald, or Platinum, or Gold, 
Your C team is somewhere between silver and copper, but then everybody else, your other four or five are still in open. Then it's like, okay, what are you really doing? Like, you don't need to hoard all these players. You don't need to make all these different teams if nothing's going to, like, push the needle. If you're not going to push the ball forward, you know? Right, right. I think I think I know, like, very early in this podcast, I said that I had I didn't like academy teams I thought they were just I thought they were dumb honestly and I'll be the first one to say it however amazed and custom kind of brought up a good point <clears throat> where they said that having having a sister team kind of saying hey this is the team that you're on this is the team that we're that you're going to fight in and compete in and this is like this isn't going to be a feeder team was definitely something I can get behind. And then when he said something, and then when he said, and I don't have the transcript in front of me, so I'm not going to put words in his mouth. So when he said something along the lines of, I just have a problem with feeder teams that try to make one giant super team. And then when you don't perform, you just get kicked down to the lower one. Because like in his, I guess in the way that he was wording it was, he puts a team together and it's like a bond that nobody can break that bond unless you unless they choose to to kind of go off and go off and get an offer from another team versus I think I saw one tweet on Twitter that didn't kind of sit right with me I don't remember who it was from but they were saying it was something along the lines of so and so didn't perform as well as we thought they were going to so we're kicking them down into one of the sister teams until their performance improves I can't remember where that was from I'll be very honest with you I just saw it in passing and then my tweets refreshed and I couldn't find it again so I was very sad to see, hear that. So I guess like my stance on academy teams have kind of changed a little bit to where feeder teams bad, sister teams good. If anything, I like the way SoCal does it. Like they have some of their veteran players just, hey, we'll we'll start this team like so SoCal Swallow Coastal. Uh, I know the blue and gold teams both swap players. So like if say for example in the SoCal Gold team, two of their players just want to take a cycle off. Okay, well, two two of the best performing from the blue team come up. You guys take the place, and then we'll just like cycle in and out and go from there. Like you know, one of our teams just casual, another is actually making a play for some, two of them are actually making a play for some. The other one is like, okay, well we just want to lay low for a little bit. Like I like the way they got it going. And I think I might be putting some stuff in there too, but them and quietly wing attack i think they have like the best I, yeah i'd say probably the best like school of thought on that and maybe depending on how nerdy birds go because i know like listening to the podcast last week like amazing uh custom they did exactly what it is they want to say and how like how their uh, philosophy is so it's like i want to see how some of these newer teams do and then, of course, you got, like, with Brave Nerds and Nerdy Birds, they do their own little scrimmage against each other, and then you find out, oh, hey, Nerdy Birds beat the Brave Nerds. Okay, well, now there's pressure on, now, like, I might put pressure on Nerdy Birds. Be like, all right, cool, you beat the team that's currently 18-0 and 0 on an 18 bout winning streak. You guys better come out of open without, like, the need of a team disbanding. Dang. I mean, I, I definitely kind of, I kind of think, that Nerdy Birds will finish at the top of Open this year. But if not at the very top, probably in the top three, just depending on what the almighty Magic 8-Ball, Dartboard, whatever Sylph has doing the matchups <laughs> after after bout 
about six in open tier kind of does their thing. I know we, I know they joke about, but they've come out and said like, hey, after this, Swiss kind of breaks itself. And as somebody that studies programs and study, someone that studies programs and tournament models and all of the fun jazz, I, yeah, I, I make jokes at the expense of it, but I'm glad that they take it on the chin and take it in stride. Look, they're seven cycles in now. Gotta kind of take it, take it on the chin and keep on moving after that. 100%. <laughs> So even though that we don't have we don't have a very clear picture of the open of the open of all of the teams that are going to be in the upper tiers, do you guys want to take a shot in the dark at to see what Cycle Four of NA Open has to offer? Yeah, let's I do it. I definitely want to know who MJ is watching outside of the Nerdy Birds. Oh, oh we got Sky Attack. I'm watching Coastal Kings because they're part, some of their members are from the Orlando faction and some of their members are just totally brand new. So it's going to be like, okay, you guys have experience all the way up going, experience all the way up at gold. Let's see how, well, again, how well does that translate down to open? Can Were you able to take that knowledge and go from there or just, are you just coasting literally as your name says until <laughs> season? Did you, so, yeah. did you notice that three of Three of the players are formerly from the the Angry Bottoms faction of Iron Tier before they disbanded. On Coastal Kings? Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Because <laughs> I knew about... Okay, hold on. Tell me who. Because I see some of the Orlando faction ones. Who's the... Prime, so, yeah, Prime, Prime Kip, Kip, Bolt Beam Blaze It, and Sox Tempo 4. Huh. Okay, they're definitely a team I gotta watch now. That's that's a team, a bunch of people who got relegated and might be really fighting with the chip on their shoulder. 100%. And I was kind of looking at, when I was kind of seeing that roster, I was like, oh, oh, Angry Bottoms are done. Sad day. But I also knew that, that whatever happened to them, you know, all, each of those players, even though that they had I think it was an 0-9 record last cycle all the players were really good on their own I just think they had trouble putting it together when it mattered most yeah look you have cycles like that I think it just hit it hits a little harder in iron and platinum when you have a cycle like that because like four teams get relegated instead of three so like you gotta really why everybody else is like up the tiers it's like oh well i could just shoot for at least three maybe four wins and that'll keep me safe from relegation now nah, iron and platinum four wins ain't gonna keep you from getting relegated to not win a game after getting out of open like yeah i can see that being a little tough to take but yeah i'll be i'll be pulling for for the players that were my former teammate my former teammate socks i'll be pulling that he does a, a very good a very good showing that was the only one that I immediately recognized, and then two other players, I was like, oh wait, they were also on the team, just kind of moving around. But, uh, look, before I say who else I'm keeping an eye on and open, let me make sure I don't say anybody who should be moving up. Like, Island Guardians should be moving up. Another kind of funny situation with them, right? Where they, they split their team in half, and now <laughs> the remainder will move up. <laughs> Gumi University should be moving up. 
I don't know. I kind of want to, with open tier, I just like take the self model, throw darts at the board and see what sticks. Okay, you guys, my four favorites. You guys, my four underdogs. And then the one, so I'm like, show me something. Now nah, I've been watching you for a while. It's time for you to show and prove, or at least redeem yourself in some way. Looking at you, fearsome frostlass. Oh, shots fired. I mean, I told, look, I said it in the article last cycle at start. Like, hey, they got up here. They got up into iron because of some teams has been. Like, I feel like that's for every faction that get that gets put up, push up in promotion because of a team disbanding. I think they have more to prove than like the ones who got there just by regular promotion. Because like, okay, you didn't get there on the regular basis. It's like, it's different if it's like, a, I'll use, we'll use open for example. If it's like, you got your top four getting pushed up, getting really promoted, and then your fifth team gets pushed up because of a team disbanding up high. Like, okay, you got something to prove, but I can understand you not actually, like no, pre no real pressure there. Six on down, nah, you gotta prove something. Because you're only, you're only really getting this because the team disbanded. Now I'm saying this as, a captain of a team dubs for cheap who only moving back up to platinum because of PA Berserkers disbanding. That's fair, honestly. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, but I'm also living it like now nah, we we got some shit we need to prove too. Because last time we was in platinum, we got off to an 0 4 start and just couldn't rebound. Cost me some money in the end, too. <laughs> From the from the outset of your cycles, do you kind of identify rounds that you really need to win, or like the ones that are going to be uh, how do I say this more more for fun than <laughs> competitive? Yeah, like for Dubs for Cheap, we're like we're going to be facing some factions that we played before. Like we've played C later. We're going to be playing C later now for the fifth time. In, in our faction's history. We're playing TNT for the third time, Utter Madness for the third time, Decidueye Dynasty for the second time. Like, out of all of them, the ones that I'm gonna have my team like locked in, ready for, see you later in TNT. And you know what, and Utter Madness. Like, cause we've, we've played Utter Madness twice, NEB Utter Madness twice. We've lost both of them 11-10. And it, was, it wasn't like, it's, it was your close 11-10, but it was like, we were 10-8 and then lost 11-10. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and how do I say this without getting too personal? It's the first time we lost, it was kind of like we, us as D for Dubs for Cheap at the time, like when we lost the first time to them, we all kind of accepted that loss. We, we accepted that loss because something happened with one of our players where like, okay, your mind clearly wasn't on the game and rightfully so. Like, we can rebound from this. Don't don't take this too hard. And then walk it off. Yeah, kind of like yeah, like kind of had to walk it off, and we kind of just gave him some time, like just to like, hey, relax. It's it's all good. Cause it was a it was something that happened outside of his, and it was like, okay, we get it, we get it. Like it was a situation none of us would have wanted to happen to us. So all right, we understand this loss, and then. Last cycle, our last bout was against Utter Madness, and we were up 10-8, and we lost that one 11-10, and it was like, okay, well, we're all kind of feeling, we were all kind of feeling down about ourselves, but I was trying to keep team morale high while at the same time kind of poking and prodding, being a little lurking some of these discords, watching some of these relegated teams and seeing who's talking about what and who's gonna be up for free agency. I was like, hey, we finished in fourth place, 
if we can't finish in the top three, fourth is always a good spot anywhere outside of Diamond. Because then at the very least, you know you have a shot to move up because, you know, somebody might have had a bad cycle and lo and behold, like, not that they had a bad cycle, but PA Berserk was like, we're going to call it quits. Like, okay, sad that we can't play you guys again. Sad that we can't get our revenge again. At the same time, we're going to Platinum. We're going to celebrate. But, yeah, from the, from the outset, we got... We know as a team who it is that we want, who we're gonna focus hard on, who we're gonna like, we gotta win. We played, again, we played See You Later four times. We've been playing them for the fifth time this time. And every time we played them, it's been, something's on the line. And it's weird, cause it's like, the first time we played them was in Silver Tier last season. And whoever won that bout won Silver Tier. No big deal. Right, like, you know, for all the marbles, like, can't I? You gotta win, and like we was up. I want to say we were up ten five. Yeah, I think we were up ten five, and I was the second to last battle, and I gave up three. Like, ooh shit, this ain't this ain't this ain't good for me. Like, I, I I'm supposed to just get one, and I went up and gave up three. Now it's ten eight. No pressure on the last guy. Last guy ended up winning three, so it was like we was good. Three won that thirteen eight, and then the following cycle on platinum. They have a chance to get promoted. Guess who they got to beat? Clinch that promotion. Dubs for cheap. Guess who stops them from getting that promotion? Dubs for cheap. <laughs> then the following cycle, they have a chance to avoid relegation. Guess who they have to beat? Dubs for cheap. Guess who stops? Them? Guess who gets them relegated? Dubs for cheap. Your, your team just likes to play spoiler, doesn't it? <laughs> with okay, so it's funny because with with see you later, it's. I know the day is gonna come where they finally just like not just beat us, but bludgeon the utter crap out of us. Cause I know it's like me and the, me and their team captain Sir Spencer, like we joke about it, like and we even have like a working relationship every now and then. Like, hey, if your team needs any scrims, we're open for it. If our team needs any scrim scrims, they're open for it. But it's like even I said in the articles, like, yo, at some point they're gonna get tired of just losing like this. And it's not like all the battles are like blowouts. No, they're close. All of them, I think the most wide open one was a 13-8, and that was our first matchup. All the other ones have been like 12-9 or 11-10s. Like I know, I know that they're going to be gunning for us, so I got to get all my. As long as they, don't, as long as we don't get them the first week, if we don't get them the first week, I'm fine. If we get them towards the end, I'm comfortable. We get them sometime in between there, like I got to make sure my team's ready to go. And like some people, I said might not need to play until like a certain time. Like hey, come on, you know what time it is. It's this week. Let's go. Well, alrighty then. I like to see. I like to see all of the. All the, I like the energy. It's definitely, definitely a good thing. Yeah. Once once you play a faction like over and over again, you kind of you get amped up for it. So it's like, see you later. Who's your daddies? And even though we haven't played them in a long time, Texas PVP. You mentioned those three names in like past or current Dubs for Cheap members. Yeah, our blood's gonna get to boiling. We're gonna get ready to fight, and this is gonna be like, okay, we're ready for this. We want to win. Already, I was gonna say, it feels like that's already happening with us and the boomers. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, you guys are starting to feel what we're feeling up here now. We want revenge, honestly. Seeing that we're in the same tier as the as the boomers and as battle boys, if we can get our revenge, we'll be happy. But more so, we want to, we want to take the boomers down. Look, 
not only do you want to get your revenge, but you want to stop them from either getting promoted or you want to send them to relegation. See, I'm glad someone, I'm glad someone gets it. <laughs> that look, that's the next step in the rivalry. Once you get there, then it's like, okay, now we got something. Man, I really don't want to play See You Later first. I want to save that matchup so badly. But we're at the we're at the mercy of the almighty computer. Oh, come on, computer! Like, you know what I want. You know what I want, Sylph. You know what I want. Don't give the good stuff away early. Honestly, like right now, bouncing bouncing up a tier in the iron tier because the the completed rankings hasn't been put up. When I saw we were getting Battle Boys before, like before I did some digging, I was like, oh, we're still in the wrong tier. Never mind. I was thinking to myself, "All right, grudge match number one. Let's let's get it." <laughs> Look, to be honest, some of these matchups going across all the tiers aren't bad matches. These are matches that like I could legitimately like I've had some parallels to. Like Amaze messaged me when Gold went live and we were matched up with them. Ducks were cheap matched up with Brave Nerds. It was like, man, like, it's it's kind of sad that it won't happen. But like, what our first bout that would have been? I'm like, bro, you have no idea. I had a whole paragraph ready to go off that matchup alone. And I would have loved to read that one and just well, just kind of like tag, take a snapshot of it, tag both of you guys in the server. And go, all right, we're putting this as a put your money where your mouth is situation. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta add fuel to that fire. That's what keeps that's what keeps rivalries alive and, and well. Oh yeah. Jet, do you have any any interesting teams that you wanna follow and open or iron tier? Uh we kinda touched on Sky Attack earlier, and to me, they fell off a bit last cycle, so I, I'm watching them because I expected them to do better <laughs> last round. So it's, it's just kind of like, are, are they are they here to move up, or is this a just kind of open tier team for now? Especially now that we have more of the academy teams moving in. Outside of that, I mean, there's just so many teams. I, I know I talked to you about uh, Crystal Blue Pepsi coming in as captain of the new Swablu team, and so that's that's fun for me to see more of like my California people on factions teams, where I, I just like that there's kind of that movement of older self players onto teams. Gotcha. You know when you had when you had pointed that out of Crystal Blue Pepsi, I had no idea who this play was so the first thought that popped in my head was jet why are you talking about a f different flavor of pepsi just randomly out of nowhere and then i looked at i was like oh wait no this is a player never mind oops yeah way, way back when we were in a uh, remote lobby where you had to be ultra friends with everybody oh i hate those days <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that I, I can tell you also suffered through mm. But, but between them and then just the fact that Fearsome Frostlass is back, I feel like speaks to their longevity. Like, feel the test of getting out of open and then being thrown back into it is a real one. And if you're still together as a team after that, like, that says something. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them that. Like, if they're still, they're still kicking now. But if, like, they come back next season still ready to go if they don't get promoted, like, they can take some shots at me and I'll just have to take it on the chin like, yo, okay, you <laughs> you're tough enough. You're tough enough to keep pushing through. You're here, you're here for fun and to win. Sometimes both happen, sometimes need to happen, but you're still here. 
Yeah, and kind of the same story in Iron for NMPVP and Swell Sprouts, where I have I have some buddies on both of those teams, and they've taken some hard relegations the last couple cycles. Like essentially since we started the podcast, it's just like I, I like to see them get some wins. Um, I'm trying to search for where those wins could come from. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's those five other open tier teams like the the bastodons and search for where these wins can come from (laughs) (laughs) you know i think so i think that the the amount of teams that got promoted i guess the strength of the teams that got promoted based off of what's the word based off of team disbandment this cycle is a lot tougher or is a lot stronger than the amount of teams that got promoted last cycle off of team disbandment you know, you did have, you did have our old, our old team, Angry Bottoms, Fearsome Frostlass, and I believe those are the only two, if I'm not mistaken. Well, no, there was another team, but I can't remember. Or maybe it was just those two. They got promoted based off of like team dismantlement, and Tap and Turtle Squad got the a nod to go straight into Copper. We are now seeing that from those two teams that were promoted off of dismantlement, one is back in open, and one is completely dissolved this cycle i would argue that the top 10 in the the top 10 in na open is a lot was a lot stronger and kind of seeing these kind of seeing like these teams kind of go kind of go up and up where i guess like now this is kind of that what mj put at when he said there's some the guard changing a bit where some of these newer teams are going to give Swell Sprouts and NMPVP a run for their money if they can't get their their stuff together. Not even just the new teams. Like Tetsudo Skills is only really down here because they didn't score four points more than uh, Ghost Pepper Dunspikes. Like that's the faction where it's like they're in the Busta Mime role that Busta Mime was in in Iron last cycle where they got relegated, but. I was I was certain they weren't going to get relegated again. It was just kind of a matter of okay, are you going to stay in iron or are you going to get the promotion? Turns out they stayed, but then also got the promotion because of disbandments, and that's kind of where I think Tetsudo Skills is at right now. They're that faction where it's like okay, if you can beat them or better dominate them, like all right, you're going to survive a little bit better in copper and bronze than you would if you just barely got by them or like lost to them. Right. Yeah, still, still kind of like Swell Sprouts. I could probably see them picking up too easy. New Mexico's the one I'm kind of like. I don't, I, I don't know. Well, you know, on like kind of looking at, kind of looking at the team being, or yeah, being, being at the team being put together and all, it's kind of making me wonder, like, for a team to have fallen so much and still be fighting, that shows that this team definitely has that. What's the word? It definitely has that that drive to want to be, to want to continue playing no matter how much they they kind of fall on hard times. Yeah, either that or going back to uh, I want to say it was a maze that said that or custom one of the two that said it like or they're just all in it just for the fun of it, and they understand like hey if you're in it for the fun if you're in it for the camaraderie like the losses are going to come you just got to keep on pushing because I know swells. Swell Sprouts, like, even if they were to get relegated again, I don't think they're disbanding after this cycle. I think they come back next season. New Mexico's one I'm looking at, like, maybe you guys, maybe you break up? I don't know. 
Yeah, I would say Sprouts like, is definitely. <clears throat> me, sorry, I was gonna say twelve Sprouts. Like they're here. They started the season, I think, in silver. Now they're here in iron and cycle four. Like they're here just to have fun. They're here to like they enjoy each other's company. Like I'm like you can put pressure on them, but even though they they know what they're here for. They know what they want to do. Like just be cool. Like, they'll be fine, even if I don't think they'll. Still, like I can see two wins. That's literally all I can see right now. Maybe a couple more happen. Maybe they step up this cycle. Maybe the field metas are to their liking and benefit their style of play. That's also something that plays a part of some teams getting relegated. Yep, my PTSD from Ember still won't go away. Ember was good to me. Ember was not good to me. <laughs> <laughs> At a combined record of five and sixteen. Woo! was very rough did you try let's see who'd you run the meta oh okay. <laughs> i told you i was just i was it was a very very bad very very bad time i ran all well, i ran let me put it like this when you ran the meta did you switch up the move sets on some of the meta pokemon a little bit oh, well then. okay yeah it's just a bad meta for you then i did i lost to a bubble polyrath yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. I lost to a Bubble Polyrath, a Poison Sting, Hisui, and Quillfish. I did get I did get a beam, an ice beam on a Gligar in bout one, which kind of helped me win my, my fr- one only one of two bouts. But it was just a matter of I wanted to shield everything because I had a very squishy team. And to the, to the dismay of the people who were watching my battles, they're all yelling, I would not have shielded. And I said, yep, because there, there's the Charizard in the back, and mm-hmm. here comes the Blastomer. Mm-hmm. Sounds basically like you just didn't trust your own Pokemon's bulk at times. Yeah, that, that's that's honestly it. So after a while, I just kind of was like, look, I've played around with Swine outside of Ember enough to know there's certain moves you can just let go when it's not going to hurt you that much. Like, the only moves you really got to shield are Ampharos' Focus Blast, Polyrad's dynamic punch and the Charizard's blast burn. Everything else you can take on the chin and keep it moving and hit back even harder. Even. I know that now, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really liking the new, the new, what's the word? The new fields. I'm loving just yep. this year, just, just on the outset. I will never touch it because we have a very, <laughs> we have a very, 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 very capable Ultra League specialist. That has been prepping for this and since since it's been announced we have i'm liking the catacomb and the arcana field but i'm probably going to be leaning towards catacomb because that was one of my favorite metas to play in self when it was around and then i remembered they banned venusaur they banned venusaur for this catacomb yes they did you know that's not a bad that's that's not bad it all the poison grasses it wasn't but then that means that the team that I was planning on running doesn't work. And that just sub in uh, Skunk Tank. I wasn't gonna use Skunk Tank. I was gonna use Houndoom with Fire Fang. So you're just asking to get beat down with <laughs> Samurai and Pseudo Wudo. See it gets very attached to certain picks. I, I do. Like there's a reason why Flygon is still sitting at my as my profile pick because I haven't gotten attached to anything else. But here, here's what I did. Here's here's the quick segue. When we had Vanilla Self in season two, I would use 
I would use Venusaur to clear out the pseudo Wudo, and then in the back there would always be the, another Venusaur or a or a Frostlass in the back if I rem- if I'm remembering correctly. And all I would do is just throw Fire Fang and just watch. And with uh, since I had Umbreon, I'd never had to shield anything. And then Houndoom would just Fire Fang everything away, and I would win matches with my opponent still having two shields because of course he did. I mean, good luck to you if you want to try that with this category. <laughs> Adding the waters kind of put a little damp on that. Yeah, it's not. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not as I'm not liking it again. So I went back to the drawing board. I've got, I've got something. I'm loving the addition of Samurai to this meta because it breaks up Umbreon and Pseudo Wudo. I mean, if you're going to get rid of Venus, or you got to have something to break that up. Yeah, honestly. And I, I have a Samurott built, so I'm not too sad about it. I feel like this this was a cup that I felt like could have used another shot because when we first had it, it was at the height of the pandemic and at the height of like PvP just being absolute dog shit. And it didn't also help that it came right after Sorcerer's Cup and right before or right during Continentals. So it's like everybody who wanted to have fun with it couldn't because either state of game or uh, it wasn't as good as Sorceress or like they were focusing on Continental Continentals. Like this cup, this cup I feel like can be fun and hopefully nobody finds like RPS in this group of Pokemon, meta Pokemon from Catacomb. Because it definitely looks like there could be two rps Pokemon. I see. And anything... Anything with Sudowoodle can easily turn RPS. Well, Sudowoodle is definitely one of those Pokemon that... Also, I forgot it learns Meteor Beam. Side note, I'll bring this up later. But Sudowoodle is definitely one of those Pokemon where if you leave it unchecked, it will demolish all of the teams. I know this from experience. (laughs) I mean, running five Pokemon because I accidentally... I forgot that Venusaur was banned. And seeing my only real counter to Sudowoodo just off the field or just not being able to be used and seeing my best my best answer to Sudowoodo was a jump bluff. Oh no. This team was very like I very much learned that I can't use the same team I wanted to. So I oh. had to use I had to use jump bluff because it was jump bluff, fire fang houndoom and umbreon. Yeah. Oh no! Is so right. They, they didn't. They didn't care what you did. They were shielding everything and going meteor beam to ramp up all that yep. damage. Yep. So it was. It was a very difficult, a very difficult situation that I was put in. <laughs> but lesson learned: have a pseudo counter. That's good. So, so basically, either whimsicott or chestnut. Do I have those built? I'm gonna check. <laughs> MJ reminded me of one of the state of the game things because I had looked back at my videos just to check what Lapras said I was using in Catacomb and had completely forgotten that that was still during the old swap dash where you had to actually pull mm-hmm. up the swap window. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. on top of that, because you mentioned the Continentals, I was like, oh, right, because during the wildcard tournament that I was in, that was still during the time of CMP swap bug. Yep. <laughs> good times. This is a meta that definitely needed a 
relook at we need to relook at and replay because of just how bad it was not like the meta itself but just everything else around it made it feel like shit well and this one feels a lot more like the original still than the sorceress 2.0 yeah well okay i didn't play sorceress 2.0 but from what i when i screamed with my people it still felt like sorceress to me like maybe maybe because of the addition of uh the newer Pokemon, I just didn't see it, but like it still kind of felt like an old sorceress to me. But everybody else was like, yeah, it felt a little different. Update I have both of those built, and I'm super happy. <laughs> well, there you go. You got your two pseudo woodle counters, and if you got a quillfish, you got three. Look, I'm just happy I have the two, okay? <laughs> oh, wait, you said you got Beedrill too, right? I do. I just hope Sudowoodle ain't a rock thrower. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's way more dicey in factions. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a counter. Oh, um, and I'm gone. Just like that. Look, the the bubble polyrath is all I needed to get to get very sad, and so <laughs> I'm just not I'm just not looking forward to it, honestly. But Neilus is—I was gonna say—but Neilus is say I'm—I'm I'm excited for a, a very good, a very good first couple of couple of bouts. I've done more homework on this one. I think with Arcana you have to do homework on because me and my teammates were scrimming with, and one of them said like Arcana, Arcana is just too glassy. And I'm like, it's not too glassy. It's just everything hits hard and can hit fast. I don't hate that Sylph seems to be taking that lean for this cycle either, where the Ultra League Justicar is also the glassiest Ultra meta that we've had. I feel like at this point, Sylph is like, okay, let's see how well you actually know some of these Pokemon. Like, do you know a Shiftry can survive a Shadow Ball, but that doesn't mean it should be taking one? Definitely, maybe. <laughs> prefers to go untouched and if Shiftry has a tank of fury cutter it's just gonna go bye bye hello shadow armaldo <laughs> in arcana oh no <laughs> oh no no what have i done <laughs> look and then you think crustle gonna come in there on that shadow armaldo you better get in there real quick otherwise you gonna go bye bye too we gonna hello. learn today <laughs> you too so I have enough, or I can build a Shadow Armaldo, but the question is, do I want to build a Shadow Armaldo? If you don't have it already built, don't try it. Yeah, I know. Okay, good. Look, I already had mine built because of a draft, NEB draft, like a couple, I think it was last year, last year or the year before last that I did, and it performed well only because everybody else had all the meta picks taken. That's pretty okay in Arcana, it's just you gotta, you got to stay away from Runarigas. Otherwise, you go Runarigas, uh, who's the other one that just deletes it? Trustful on the, on the switch or like at the same time, that'll hurt it. Tyrant can hurt it. I hate everybody that has a Tyrant, by the way. We can be friends then. That one's not <laughs> as bad as the Amara though. <laughs> Although looking at, looking at Arcana, I am kind of surprised that Metacham is as low as it is. Like, I mean, I get all the ghosts being there, but still, like, 
gotta have something that's gonna stop the rocks. And you can't just keep relying on Malamar. What's Malamar's pre-evolution? Um, Inke. Well, there's always Inke you could use, right? <laughs> you got those XL candies. I need to get whatever you're using. Okay, so first what you gotta do is you have to get a bicycle, right? Defit, got it. <laughs> so you get a bicycle, and then, and then you strap your phone to that little like clippy thing that goes on the belt loop, and then you uh-huh. ride. Well, see, I ride five and a half miles a day. So you ride at least five and a half miles a day to work, and then five and a half miles a day from work. That'll get you eleven miles. That's about sixteen to seventeen kilometers, assuming it picks up everything. I average fifteen kilometers a day. Eventually, you'll have enough to get XL candy and such but that's that's something that can be done not something I would recommend unless you're really going for that long that long haul well see my first job is how do I want to put this 15 miles away just on the highway so I'm going to get a drone <laughs> and we'll go from there are you going to strap a sock to the drone and just let the phone fly? Like- you know, I think that might work, too. We <laughs> <laughs> at the daycare, hand it to one of the kids, say, hey, run around the room and shake this thing for me for the last three hours. Technically, I mean, if you, if you do that, it's not really breaking the rules because the kids are playing with your phone. And they're active. And from all the classes I've been taking to get my CDA, they're using their gross motor skills. So, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. They might even be making friends. Yeah. Guys, let's play helicopter. I have the sock phone. (laughs) Just don't swing it at their heads. We'll all be fine if you don't do that. That's going to be hard itself. (laughs) If there's anything I've learned, it's that if little kids can be, they will be destructive. That's when I give it to the biggest, baddest sixth grader in the daycare. And then everybody shuts up. <laughs> well, alrighty then. So, <laughs> jumping on, because like now we're going to get into some like really freaky deaky territory with bronze and copper, because both of them have buys. According to your spreadsheet, <laughs> I think that's the first time I've used that phrase on the podcast. But I, I like it. It's here to stay. According to you, MJ... In copper, we have, and I'll, I'll kind of go off of these. If we're wrong, we're wrong. In which case, I will put a disclaimer here that says, this is as of Monday before the Sylpharina fixed their, what they call, they got all the even factions up to 10. So we're just going to go off of what MJ put because the man has done his research and his wall probably look has like a bunch of pictures and red yarn strung up against each other saying this is how it all makes sense. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> We're saying MJ is a, a visual learner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so out of Orlando Faction, Utah, Spice is Right, SoCal Swablu, Pioneer Valley PvP, Winter Vortex, Bust of Mime, Barktown Battleboys, and Dean Air, who are your top who are your like your top three teams you're look you're looking to follow? Pioneer Valley PvP, definitely. Barktown Boomers. And I really want to see what this Orlando faction does. But let's go talk about Pioneer Valley first because they may have, I think they finished third, second or third. No, they didn't finish second. They finished third. No, they finished fourth. My bad. They finished fourth in iron last cycle. And 
it's a testament to how how top heavy that iron tier was where Damian Elite went undefeated and then you had Bad Mewtwo, SoCal Swablu, and PvP, Pioneer Valley PvP right behind them. But Pioneer Valley PvP had two of the three best battlers the entire cycle. I think, thanks Obama only, I think he didn't drop a match. Well, no, he didn't drop a bout. I think he might've lost two or three total. Gotcha, okay. And then his teammate, Oh, I don't want to butcher his name. Let me let me look at let me look at it first. It's okay. We have a history of doing that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I've butchered his name so many times. Gotakom Gortakom. There we go. You know, he is gonna send you that meme he sent to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This, that's okay. But yeah, those those two were just Woo, they were playing on another level. And then it was like, okay, but you know that they're gonna be playing hot. What about everybody else? And I yeah. think what was it against so against Dave Elite when both of them I think were unbeaten. No, Pioneer Valley had lost one and Stadium was still unbeaten. So like going into that match, if I even said it like, hey, I know we're gonna get something out of Thanks Obama, I know we're gonna get something out of Takum. What about everybody else? And turned out everybody else didn't show up that bout. Well, I wouldn't say didn't show up, they just didn't pull more than their weight. I would say yeah. they just got outplayed. Yeah. And then it was like kind of like okay now their weakness has been exposed like you know their two best players if you stop them from getting three points you still have a decent enough chance to win and i know bad mewtwo is probably going to try to get revenge against them socal swabby's already beaten them once so actually no they've beaten them twice i take that back because they played in open tier if i remember let me look this up i'm checking for you they played 11 to 10 socal swablu okay so, and thanks Obama dropped one game last cycle. One game total or like one bout? One one game total. See, like it's 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 an interesting team to watch just from that perspective. It's like you got your two playing on such a they're playing on a level that I had that really only I think Northeast Battlers, Bo Sox got Box Sox guy and Frostfire and Gold played at. To where they were winning so much that the computer started like, hey, they're winning more than 100% of their games. Like, eh, that's not possible, but oh crap, they actually are. <laughs> I think with Pioneer Valley PvP, it's going to be, hey, can the can the others back up Shaq and Kobe? Pretty much. Can they carry their Can they carry their weight? Can they make make it to where Shaq and Kobe can just come in and do a quick cleanup, or like they start off the bout strong and then they just kind of keep it going to the 11 point mark. So that's what I'm looking for out of Pioneer Valley PvP. Barktown Boomers got to fight off the open tier champ curse, in all honesty. And I say that because... Now when you say... Yeah, I was like, what do you mean by the open tier champion curse? And it's it's going to get skewed a little bit because of certain things, but you'll understand what I'm saying, saying when I finish this. Okay. All the teams who have either won or shared victory in open tier going back to season one cycle one the only one to win the, the only one to win the next cycle they're in their next in their in the next tier they played in was elite tms huh. so that that's texas P, that's including texas pvp you got elite tms you got phoenix rising you got uh play rough riders because season one cycle two still decides to listen to all the players and decides to make 
open tier Swiss, and that ended up having three seven and zero teams. That's including Bad Muse. That's including I think Sizzle Timbers or yeah Sizzle Timbers. That's including Rock Rock Paper Slart and last cycle not last cycles the previous cycles Tapping Turtle Squad. So now they join a group of nine teams that have won open, but out of those previous eight, only one has won the next tier. Now, here's something they can look at. Out of those eight as well, I think Elite TMs got promoted. Well, would have gotten promoted. They were in the last cycle of the first season, but they would have gotten... Bad Muse got promoted. And like I think those two are the only two that got promoted. No, Rock, Paper, Slark. All three of them got promoted the regular way. Whereas the others either didn't get promoted or got relegated again. Okay. So that's that's where I go back to saying in open tier, like, cool if you went open, not gonna knock that from you. That's an accomplishment you should be happy about. But just know, like, you might have spent a little bit more energy than you needed to. Cause at a certain point, like in in Texas's and Elite TM's case, they needed to win. Because if they didn't win, they weren't going to get promoted. Like, I think Elite TMs had to go up until week six of the seven-week cycle before it was like, okay, no matter what, you're getting promoted. Texas PvP had to win out. So it was like they got tired from, they probably got tired from winning all those games just to get to bronze and then only to get relegated back down to open the following cycle. Bad Muse had to, Bad Muse and Sesame Timbers had to win out. Uh, Rock, Paper, Slark, I don't think they... No, they didn't need to win out. They, I think, had it after... Even after their loss, they still had the most locked up. But, like, yeah, that's what Barktown's kind of facing right now. And it's kind of why I'm like... I don't know. I kind of like Battle Boys and D-Nair don't care more than Barktown and Copper. Just based off that little nugget of history, if that's anything I want to go off. So that's why I call it the open-tier curse. It's like, you can win, but don't... You're not going to do... You may do well... You might not. And if you do do well, you got to be like Elite TM's good or Rock, Paper, Slark running back into a more rejuvenated, more focused Brave Rings. So what you're saying is there's some wiggle room. There's a lot of wiggle room. I ain't saying there's <laughs> Well, all right. I guess it was a good thing that we did not win, but still wanted to get that nod under our belt. Look, now, if you, if you want some more, like, just a little bit of superstition thrown your way the runner-up teams well okay not including cycle two season one cycle two the runner-up teams ended up winning the runner-up teams in those open tiers ended up winning the next cycle either winning the next cycle wait yeah winning the next cycle because Ducks the chief brave nerds was stadium elite the runner-up in tapping turtles open I don't know. That's before my time. But I was going to say, I think SoCal Swablu Blue also won the their Iron Tier way back. Way yeah, back but they, when. Weren't, they weren't in Open, though. I'm talking about just the, te- the teams that won Open, their following cycle, and then the teams that were runner-ups in the, that Open, their following cycle. Uh, oh, okay. So that's why I said, like, was Stadium Elite the runners-up there? Let me, let me look Yeah, they are they were yeah so then yeah they ended up winning so like the runners up usually do better than the actual winners of that cycles open to you so like that's why i'm do, like do okay. they do they count though since the turtles were double promoted that's why i said you got a lot of wiggle 
<laughs> I was gonna say we gotta take the information with a grain of salt. <laughs> so like, I don't know, like open like Barktown Boomers kind of has they have some things going for them, but they also have like history. Just hey, where you can be either elite TMs and rock paper slark, or you can be play rough riders and who's another one? Scissor me timbers. I think the one thing they had going for them was that they were winning open after bout eight, so they could yeah. take bout nine. Like, I feel like they they also had to just kind of sub some people anyway for that week. So knowing that makes me feel better about them going into this this next cycle compared to maybe some of the past winners that I know since we covered the the turtle squad like they had i want to say it was like four or five of their wins were 11 tens so like it wasn't like they ran away with it but it was very much a hard-fought win for each of them but eventually those 11 tens can catch up to you and they shown enough did when it got to copper yeah <laughs> i want i wanted it to be close with them and uh Sharks and Wreck and Rock Paper Slark, but I, like even as I was writing that, I'm like, nah, they're like, Rock Paper Slark and Sharks and Wreck won't win those two. Like just because Rock Paper Slark are more used to 11-10 wins than TTT Squad are, and Sharks and Wreck just no, they weren't going to, they were on a mission. That's fair. Yeah, those are those are the three that I'm watching. And then I, I already said what I was watching about Lando Faction, so I'm not going to go back into that. Right, right. And it's good that you're not saying, like, you're not watching us, because that means we can just fly under the radar and do do our own thing. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you guys think, you're starting to build a little bit of a fan base. Like, I don't need to put no pressure on you. The fans will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, we're we're going to be we're going to do our best. And that, that's what I'm going to tell our fans. We're going to do our best. A week where I'm right about you guys too. Look, you had us pegged as dark horses last time out when you were like, "Hey, this is the preview for everything," and I was like, "Oh, we have a nod in the first in the first article, yay!" <laughs> I, I always, this way. I always like the good teams to be dark horses just to cover my own ass. <laughs> I mean, you also. To be fair, you had Barktown Boomers in the Show Me Something category, and I think they, I think they followed through with that one. Yeah. I, I do feel like that's the the MJ way to get a team to to do their best is just to, to put them in the Show Me Something. Show, show me why I should care. Show me why anybody should care. Show me why, like, you know, just give me give me something. Give me something to write about. Like, you're down here. You've shown that. You're Shown in the past, nobody's paying attention that you can actually be good. Now, your obstacles are out the way. Barktown Boomers didn't have to worry about Tapping Turtles. Didn't have to worry about Steel Team 6. Didn't have to worry about Rock, Paper, Slark, or Brave Nerds, or SoCal, Swablu, and PvP. Pioneer Valley PvP. You got some newer teams with some recognizable names, yeah, but those big juggernauts that have been kicking you while you were down are gone. Now it's time for you to do something, and they went and did something about it all right yeah and their reward is they get to fight they get to fight their old their old rivals Half again of those people who just, bitching, yeah. <laughs> just as the 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 what's it called the pokemon gods predicted well before i was gonna say before we spend too much time on copper i'd like to 
get your your thoughts on on bronze here as well if there's any team you're looking out for that isn't named c kingpin you know what to be honest bronze might be the toughest tier to just because mm. can, can you recap what that is projected to look like okay that's yeah. battle Club in synchronoise c kingpin Starks and Recreation, the Mighty Thunderducks, Stadium Elite Silver, Tapping Turtle Squad, Field Team Six, Ghost Pepper Dunspice, and Bad Mewtwo's. Y'all can tell me who's winning out of that group, because I don't know. Y'all can tell me who's getting relegated out of that group, because I don't know. I can take a shot in the dark and then be and then be what's the word? be made fun of on Twitter mm -hmm. okay so I know who's not winning and that's C Kingpin they're not gonna get promoted based on what they've done that's the easy one I think that that's important that yeah that's that's I think that's the only easy one that can be done at least for me that's what I'm thinking I'm gonna pick Sharks and Wreck Stadium Elite Silver and Ghost Pepper Dunspice Sharks and Wreck that's three and I need one more. And then Battle Battle Club Orlando. I almost said <laughs> I almost said British Columbia Orlando again. <laughs> I think. I, I got Ghost Pepper Dunspice getting relegated. Oh. Because again, like they, I think I said this earlier today on Twitter too. Uh, they benefited from all the disbanding. Like, probably the most out of any teams is getting bumped up because of disbanding. That being said, yeah, you they did. got everyone owed by Rock, Paper, Slark. They barely made it above the cut to getting relegated. Like, they were four points away from being where Tetsudo skills are. They now have to play Field Team 6, which I think beat them the last time they played. They have to play Sharks and Wreck, which beat them the last time they played. I think they beat Tapping Turtle Squad. Did they? No, they lost to Tapping Turtle Squad. So they gotta play three factions that they've lost to. Mm. And then two other factions that in Stadium Elite Silver and Bad Mewtwo's that are kind of high power for the level that they're at right now. Mm -hmm. Like I just I can see them beating NSYNC, Battle Club Orlando, and C Kingpin, and maybe even stealing the win over Tapping Turtle Squad because that was an eleven ten loss. But I think it's kinda of safe to say that they're the ones that's gonna get relegated this cycle. It's just or a matter of are they gonna get single relegated or double relegated? If they get double relegated and I got them getting out of iron. See now remember there is always one Cinderella team her tier and so I'm picking I was like <laughs> I was gonna say there's always at least one that just surprises everybody and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the the ghost pepper dunspice one and say this is the Cinderella team to watch for the first four bouts will definitely be a little shaky but then they will hit their stride come bout five well Cinderella allow me to be Lady Tremaine um, so the Thunderducks, they kind of have it out for me. So I know they're going to be coming pretty hard in this cycle. Steel Team 6 is partners with Dubs for Cheap. So 
they're getting training with us along with other factions as well. Bad Mewtwo's wants everybody to forget about what happened with Bad Mew, so you know they're probably going to be coming out swinging. Is that is that where any of their new players are from? I didn't check. I just saw they have three new players. They might be. I haven't checked either. Where are they at right now? Garbage is brand new. Bad Hand came from the original Bad Mews, I think. And the other two, I don't know. And Dom's played on Utter Madness. Just one. <laughs> Literally one battle. Well, okay, so then he, he's fresh. Yeah. Two so, freshies. So, yeah. Um, there's at least three factions in there that got something approved. There's Stadium Elite Silver. Trying to make sure that everybody still remembers that they exist, even though Stadium Elite up in Emerald has considered has developed a team of all stars. Uh, you got C Kingpin, who, to be honest, no one ever knows what they're going to do every per cycle. They may show up this cycle, they may disappoint this cycle. You just never know. I mean, let's be honest here. They'll do really well the first six bouts. And then they'll get really shaky the last three, and either end up being, being doing just enough, playing just well enough to avoid relegation, or they get relegated. And I'm just going off of how they've played the last, the last cycle, the last two cycles we covered with them, to where like they were new-ish, and then they were doing, they, they had one of the hottest starts in cycle two and in cycle three. And then they kind of got really shaky in the middle, and when it came time to the end, they were playing to avoid relegation. I think they had one bout where they were playing for promotion, and they lost to Fletch and Dorella's story. Yep, that's what happened. And then the next bout, it ended up being somehow, somehow because of that loss, they ended up fighting to not get relegated. And so for me, I just don't see, I just don't see Sea Kingpin kind of turning it around when like they've kind of shown that they're and I'll be happy I will happily eat my words if this happened just kind of saying you know we tried well they, they came down from gold right so I feel like that was that was our introduction to them <laughs> and so it's it's been Two cycles? a little a little hard to watch <laughs> yeah I don't know I, tr- I trust C Kingpin more than I do Ghost Pepper at this point well uh... they, they've got yeah They've, they've, they've got, I think, the longest shot. You know me. I take the long shots. Go ahead and take this long shot. <laughs> Tell me how that works out for you. I'll be petting my cat while I watch Cinderella just fall apart inside that pumpkin of hers. Meanwhile, as for the ones who I think going to win bronze, yes. That's my answer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> If One you of say them will win. Yes. If you say Thunder Ducks, yes. If you say Stating League Silver, yes. If you say Attack and Turtle Squad, yes. Field Team Six, yes. Bad Mewtwo's, yes. In Synchronoids. Okay, maybe not them. <laughs> but even then, I can see a scenario where, yes. Battle Club Orlando, I can definitely see. Oh, wait, hold on. That's a totally new group, too. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> they've, got, they've got six new players. Yeah, not them. Sorry, sorry, they're the they're the Yes, they have one, two, three, four. Yeah, six new players. A new Great League Specialist, Master League Specialist, Field Specialist, and three new alternates. Boy oh boy, is this gonna be a good it's gonna be very interesting to watch. Let's let's put it that. 
that's probably where those pepper gun spots need to get as many points as they possibly can. Ooh. Well, wait a minute. No, hold on, because Euroballer was on. Wait, Euroballer was on this team. No, he was on Orlando faction. So he's he's newish to the faction, but he knows he knows his way around the team, around the core group of people that's still there. So. I don't know, that may, that may be where Ghost Pepper Dunn Spice gets all their wins from, but man, I ain't trusting that Cinderella. That's okay. I don't even want to watch that Cinderella. So that Cinderella to go back into the live action vault. Which version? Oh, well, no. Keep Brandy's version. I like that version. Uh, huh. Huh. Because, you know, when you stop and think about it, Cinderella's only really had two, maybe three good Cinderella stories. Yeah, three out of how many <laughs> versions? Yeah. Lock them all up then. Shoot. Shouldn't be batting that low of an average anymore. That should be proof that maybe there's a better story to tell. <laughs> yeah, that's too many to count for me. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so yes. I mean, Cinderella is just going to... Cinderella is what I'm going to label Ghost Pepper Dunspice. I think they'll if they don't get if they don't get promoted they're going to stay they're going to stay in that tier once it's all said and done and the dust settles. For <laughs> I can't pick a Cinderella team for copper. I honestly yeah, you can. Well, who's your pick? I'll say the Cinderella team there's probably going to be Utah. You think so? This is the last time I'm putting any type of faith in Utah. If they get relegated again, I'm done with them. Okay. That's the Cinder that's my Cinderella team for copper. What about for iron? <laughs> hmm. Cause we cause we know the Queen because I know the Queen Bees can't do I was gonna say I know the Queen Bees can't do two Cinderella stories in a row. Here's the thing, I think the Queen Bees might actually be one of the favorites to come out of iron. I can see that. Like, I got I got sub zero winning iron. I think, well, I mean, Jet kind of alluded to it with Grievard being the Cinderella. I was going to pick Grievard as well as the Cinderella team. That's actually not a bad pick either. But if I really wanted to be a long shot in the dark, I would pick NMPVP as the Cinderella team. But I I may be crazy, but I'm not that crazy. Okay, we're going to, if you do that, we're going to get off the Cinderella train. We're going to look at other Disney movies and say... If you want that to be any Disney movie ever, that is the Horn King. The what? The Horn King. Exactly. Oh my the goodness. War. The war. Exactly. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. I'm not sure about these recently relegated teams from like Dojo Comrades, Tessudo, Swell Sprouts, and NM. I think they'll be near the top, but they won't get they won't get promoted. I think there's too much talent from from the open tier to overshadow it. And Sudo's going to keep, they're going to stay in that promotion race. Like, that's that's the one that's going to, like, they'll do it. Okay. They'll probably get it again. I'm looking at Island Guardians as probably the long shot. See, this is where it gets interesting with open because, four, not open, iron. Because four teams get promoted, four teams get relegated. I keep forgetting that four teams get promoted. I keep thinking it's three for some reason. I don't know why. There's three get relegated just up to copper and then one gets the double jump to bronze. Oh yeah, okay. I see, I see. 
golly, this is gonna be this is gonna be a very interesting lower field. I'm a little sad, or not sad, but I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> concerned that we have so much to talk about that we're gonna try to keep our episodes under the two hour mark. But we'll try we'll do our best. Broad strokes. You got that bronze. You might as well just go ahead and pencil out two and a half hours out just for them. That is going to be crazy. Just get rid of the just get rid of the second part of the of the episode after the fact. Bronze, you've earned your own side side of the episode for the entire cycle. The only other tier I see being more challenging than them is silver, and silver usually produces some drama. Always, not usually, always produces some drama. I was gonna say, I think isn't silver tier isn't I looked much about it, but isn't silver tier like that tier where it's just anything can happen on, on any given week, and things that are supposed to happen just don't happen. Silver tier is that tier where six teams are going to be fighting for three spots, for three promotion spots, all the way up until at least about eight. And one team's going to be out of it by the by about three. I see. This is where like rock paper slark. Ooh, they gonna get, they might get tested here. Actually, no, I'm not saying they might. They will get tested. I, mean, I can't wait for them to play seven deadly simps, but even more so. I want to see them go up against Hoosier Daddies. Let me know how that turns out. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> I'll be reading that article. And I was like, please don't please don't miss out on that article because I really want to read that one. Look, I'm I'm try I'm gonna try not to miss out on any articles this cycle. But I got a rebound from honestly my shit articles from last cycle. Oh, they weren't that bad. Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's hey, the inner critic. Well, uh, it ain't just the inner critic. I, I, I'm writing them all. This bad. This bad. This. Uh. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When you when you gave us a nod during during one of your articles, you're like, okay, guys. So I'll be very honest with y'all. If you want more stuff, check out this podcast. I was like, oh my god, yay! <laughs> Look, people benefited from me being bad, but like, I got to be completely honest and. Nah, that was. If you like my, if you like my articles from last cycle, don't tell me because I'll just boost my ego. Okay, I'll I'll put it this way: they weren't the worst. They were the worst. They weren't the worst. They, they were, were, they weren't the best, but they weren't the worst. They were like, they, they were in the middle between promotion and relegation. You know? No, see, see, you lying. You lying right there. They were the worst. I'm far enough removed from it to where I can tell them they. It's the worst. You, you, don't, you ain't got to shoot code with me. Oh, I'm I'm always just trying to find nice things to say. You know me. Look, I actually got a question in my inbox about like which cycles do I think I had the best like group of writing for, and which cycle do I think did the worst. I'm like, oh, I know I did horrible last cycle. You ain't even got to tell me. I wasn't even. Absolutely not. I'm definitely gonna make up for it this cycle. Okay. Gonna be the new best. I don't know about that. I still got a lot of stuff going on outside of the pogo but they ain't gonna be half ass like they were last cycle you did your best <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say is you did your best <laughs> it was like three weeks i think what bouts four five and six i couldn't happen on those articles even if you had it right up in front of me okay i'll give you that one I remember about two, no, about one, because I didn't do about two. 
think I might have skipped about four, which is why I can't tell you about it. Damn, no, life cycle, life cycle's bad. Oh yeah, for about five, you didn't even talk about open in for a lot of these. I mean, just for only talked about emerald, diamond, platinum, gold, and then just gave predictions on silver one down. Yeah. I try to save that for then. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, hey, you have you have a time crunch, and you try to do what you can, so. And no one tried to take it away from you, so. I feel like that's also just kind of a nod to how much work it is. I mean, yeah, no one tried to take it away, and the only people that actually, quote-unquote, did something about it, and not to toot our own horns too much, which was us, because I think the joke, I think I made the joke when I said, hey, MJ's missing articles. What if we posted (laughs) our thoughts and our wrap-ups and stuff, but instead of typing, because I suck at typing, let's put it in podcast form so the world can know that I also suck with communicating. And yet we're on episode, what, we're in the 55, 50, where we at? This will be episode 22. Look, I'm adding too many more episodes onto you guys. (laughs) The goal is to get that high, but, you know, we'll keep pumping out content as much as Self Arena stays like a governing body, quote unquote. Oh, this can't can't be 20, hold on, no, wait a minute. Yeah, go, go, yeah, you can fact check it on Spotify. (laughs) I, t- I was like, I did take some time off for my wedding and the honeymoon, and when my my editing assistant, the dog that I had for 15 years, unfortunately passed away in December. So I, I took some time off for those. But other than that, we've been really good at upload at update up, uploading. <laughs> and we've we've only lost a handful of episodes. That's why I might be getting 50 from this. Yeah. We don't talk about those. They go in the vault. <laughs> those are lost tapes. I know it feels like it feels like a lot more, but it it's honestly very fun to do these, like week in and week out. That's, that's the one thing I still like about writing these articles is, it's kind of why I root for like shakeups. So like when I'm writing on, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, for the first time this cycle, like for example in copper, we're going to get what. Utah and Pioneer Valley PvP going at it. I'm like, alright, that might be actually pretty fun. Look up in bronze, Field Team 6 and Sea Kingpin. On paper, it looks interesting. We got a rematch between Stating Elite Silver and Bad, Bad Mewtwo's. That's, that's, that's stuff I like. And then you get up higher, it's like, okay, we got some established rivalries here. Like, earlier in the podcast, told you about See You Later and Dubs for Cheap. Higher than that, you got... Canadian Shield down in Chicago going at it again for like the seventh time in their in their two teams' existence. That's fair, honestly. And <laughs> I was gonna say, and kind of looking at all of it together, it's just it's really fun to like speculate and write on this. I didn't think I'd be having as much fun. I'm honestly having more fun putting content together than I am competing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wait, guys, the teams are starting to move. <gasps> what? I refreshed open and there's just like a broken pairing. Oh, diamond, diamond, they moved. Oh, oh diamond, copper. They're they're moving them now, actually. Oh, hold on, wait a minute now. Here we go. Up, oh, so, Hold on. Okay, they're moving. <laughs> they're not moving quick enough. 
I'm not gonna lie, this episode is gonna be so hard to edit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're doing a great job. <laughs> I'm seeing blank zero zeros. In yeah. So yeah, same. Okay, I'm Emerald looking... finished moving everybody around. <laughs> I don't know what match from right about Emerald. Okay, they're done in platinum. No, they're done in diamond. Oh, shit. Hmm. No, we're still left in the iron tier. Well, for the time being. Coming, they're coming. Okay. This is done with silver now. Yep, it's moving now. Alright, so bronze is done. Copper moving around copper right now. Alright. Okay, Sub Zero is in copper. Huh? Sub Sub Zero's in copper. They they should be. Or if you guys have the tiebreaker. No, nah, we, we have the head to head over them. Yeah, but they were fourth. There should still be that no, many because it was it was five spots ahead of iron so. you guys take that up with still <laughs> it's it's an evolving scenario maybe they still changing it up i hope so i'm i have that i have that question loaded for them anyway, what's okay so dinair if this is true dinair's got the queen bees again hmm <laughs> Nah, I'm carrying. I'm carrying this. Go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, check this out. Because Dubs for Cheap has Team BTW. When do we get to see you later? That's what I want to know. Oh, damn. Well, alrighty then. So now that we have a more... Act it's more active, accurate. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little peeved that we're still in iron and Sub Zero got the promotion. But, you know, I'll take that up with them in the morning. Maybe they change it by then, too. If they do that, you guys just probably have to play the Orlando faction and they'll play Queen Bees. But if this stays the same way as it is, then I got you guys winning iron easily. Okay. It's a it's a double edged sword. Some good, some bad, but the the team I I'm still gonna keep asking about it. I'm saying easily, and then I went and clicked on Greenbird Underdogs. And, yeah. Oh nope, they're changing it. Oh thank God. <laughs> I was gonna give them until they at least made the tag that they were done. No, I wasn't even gonna do that. <laughs> oh, you I see now. You already dropped the message. I told you, I was like, like we're doing this like live, okay? We're doing it live! Exactly! I mean, it is funny because I feel like by now all of the NA general refs should know. <laughs> yeah, when... I've just been the programmers who do. Yeah, when... Well, yeah, if they just took it in the order that the teams were, which is probably exactly what happened, then yeah. Yeah, when uh, when Taco Dog is awake and has a phone near him, and he sees jokes about in Factions Lobby and NA General, nobody is safe. Hey, we moved. Oh, you guys are facing SoCal Swap Blue San Diego. 
Can we go back to iron? I'm just kidding. This is gonna be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna go wave at Cali Dad now. <laughs> Come on, Buckeye Fitzy, let's have battle number twenty-four, I think. Alrighty. So before we start getting into like battle mode and preps and stuff. Too late. I know. <laughs> MJ. So seeing as that you and we all have stuff to, to write about soon, I'm going to ask you, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at MJGetIt. MJNG is capitalized, as is my self-name. Uh, you can find me lurking in multiple discords, more like in the underground, the underground PvP server. That's pretty much my main home right now. Uh, where else can you find me? That's about all the places I want you to find me. I'm start actually what I'm starting to do is some reaction videos, just talking to and recording some people who don't like follow Sylph battles or like don't know much about Pokemon or know very little about Pokemon. Having them react to uh, team names. Like I did that with one of my friends that I work with, and people seem to like that. So I'm like, okay, well let's keep on doing this. So you can check that out on my Twitter page. It should be underneath some of the questions. More videos to come, hopefully. And I think that's about all the places you can find me. Sweet. Do you want? Do you want to hype your faction at all? Hold on, I'm still trying to gauge out our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we got Team BTW this week. Next week, we got The Great Unknown, and that's probably going to be a little bit of a revenge game for some of us. Then after that, I think we got See You Later after that. That's a little too early for me, but I definitely want to oh, Wait, hold on. No, no, no. They move up. They move down. Yeah, no, we got See You Later in week three. All right. Somebody's going to take in a little earlier than they wanted to. I, I, don't know if I, yeah. I don't know if I remember asking. Are you the captain of Dubs for Cheap? Yes. Okay. I have been the captain for the last two cycles. Now this is my third cycle being the captain. Trying to get trying to get Dubs to creep up into Diamond this cycle. We'll be rooting for you guys as much as we'll be rooting for Brave Nerds. Look, I need Brave Nerds to win in gold. I need Brave Nerds just to get promoted in gold. I need Rock Paper Slark to get promoted, double promoted out of silver, so that at the start of next season. I can already begin the hype. I can even begin the hype at the end of this cycle if they both get promoted up to platinum. Because I want Brave Nerds versus Rock Paper Slark 3. I need Rock Paper Slark versus Brave Nerds 3. The world needs Brave Nerds versus Rock Paper Slark 3. Look, as long as we don't have it kind of repeat itself so often that we have like Golden State versus Cleveland part 11 Kajillion, I'm okay with that. Oh no, this, this, this is what we need over and over again. Because it's split 1-1. One, one. This isn't like Golden State and Cleveland where Cleveland got that fluke one. No, 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 no. This is, this is a legit back and forth. This is a legit tussle here. I'm already mapping out all the matches I need to write about. And man, I am telling you, Texas PvP's new logo is just so... Bruh, it is an upgrade. Like, it is a much needed... It is probably the best upgrade of any logo I have seen. I'm going on a rant right now. <laughs> That's okay. Can, can we get Seal Team 6's old logo back? I like Seal Team 6's old logo better than. Oh, but I like the, I like this one, their current one. 
like a cute little spiel that's so angry and stuck inside a ball. I need to go see the Texas one then. Same, I'm, I'm headed over there today. Now. Diamond, they're in Diamond. I think I like it a lot because there's not too many teams out here repping a red color scheme. Okay, so I'm going to ask, do you like it because they went from Kanto Toros to Paldean Toros and then added the fire in the background? Or do you like it just because it's very different and all the colors just kind of blend together beautifully? That and then some. Huh. It, like... New is always better. Well, it's not even just new is always better. It's just kind of... If you take a look at some of these factions, there's a lot of blue green purple color scheme going on and then the ones that are red is like okay northeast battlers the only red in them is really just the pokeball and even then that's kind of overshadowed by the gray and white and deoxys alberta forms i mean i get what they're going for there but i'm not apologizing for our logo for the pink and purple cc but even then you see what i mean like everybody got pretty much the same color scheme going and here's Texas PvP, like, okay, we'll keep the black, but we're going to add a red. They just, they just desperately needed a new logo, man. Just... I kind of like the Tauros with the cowboy hat. I didn't, because it took a while for me to realize that was supposed to be a Tauros. Oh, okay. That's fair. This one is just, like, in your face. It represents the rise they've had. They were once Generation 1 Tauros, then Gen 2 hit, and they hit that little dip. And then they kept dipping down, now they're all the way up in Diamond, they're a Tauros that's actually good again. That's fair. They don't need crits to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, that's I'm, fun. I was going to say, I'm glad that they were able to... I'm glad that they were able to get everything situated and squared away. We now have some beautiful matchups that we have to talk about. And it looks like, honestly, you were right for about 90, actually 100% of it, in the, from, about, from bronze to iron. The visual parts really help. That's all I need to do, just be at least 90% right. That's good enough for me. And now just let chaos take over. Okay, so I'll go ahead and start prepping myself. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's see who Nerdy Birds are playing. I'm taking a look at them. They are playing... Oh, they're playing Goldeen Girls. I didn't know that Goldeen Girls was a sister faction from another team. I just can't remember which. Oh, from Fletch and Dorella's story. Because they're in Delaware. I didn't know that until the I saw the... I saw their bio and it said DE, like Fletchinderella and Goldine. I was like, oh! Yeah, see, a couple of these teams getting more sister factions again. Let's see. Yeah. Now I'm gonna need people to tell me who these GBL folk are so I know who I should actually be paying attention to because everybody's talking about. What's this one faction? I can't find them right now. But there's a faction with a lot of GBL people on it and they're like, ooh, they can be good. I'm like, eh. Tell me about them. Why do you think they can be good? You just have to have the leaderboard open on the side. <laughs> yeah. I just top left. People tell me that one could be good. I'm like, okay, I recognize two names on here. That's about it. I think one of our local players is on that 
this one. Alrighty, so now I'm kind of adjusted for the shock and awe. The shock and awe of everything. <laughs> Have you calmed down now, Taco? You got like Dinar and Copper with it. I, I did, okay? I did. I just. It's one thing to. It's the principle of the matter, you know? It's one thing to say, like, for the arena refs to say, like, hey, technically, this is what's supposed to happen because you get the nod, you won the head to head, you follow the protocol. And then it's another thing to just kind of let that get overlooked. And had we had we not caught it early enough, we could have just said, "Well, I guess we're stuck in iron now." And what kind of captain would I be if I didn't if I didn't advocate on behalf of my players? So all of Dinir don't care if you're listening. You know how dedicated your captain is to the cause. Thank you. Can- <laughs> Even if all I had to say was, "Well, I got them winning iron for him to kind of calm down a bit," and be like, "Well, I could." Go for that too. Yeah, uh, I'm laughing because I saw Rose Slark was playing Orange Circle Ballers right about one again. Again? <laughs> really? It's like we just talked about this. It's amazing. <laughs> How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Okay. Oh, my goodness. Over or under 16 points in that matchup for Rose Slark Bow. I'm gonna go over. Ooh. Let me let me see how many wins. Orange, orange circle had last cycle. Yes, they had one. Well, two new teams, the just top left and the collective are playing. That'll be good info. Well, yeah, just tech. We should be watching. Orange circle ballers won two games. Uh, okay, let me raise that over under to eighteen and a half. I'm gonna go under. Hmm. I'll go over. You're gonna go over? Okay. Over. I'm gonna say nineteen two. There is the announcement saying the problem hasn't fixed and about when it started. This is gonna be an interesting listen to. Just I promise I reaction as to how it was going. I promise I'll be I'll be what's the word? I'll be do my due diligence on this one and go and comb over everything. <laughs> I'll probably put like the like an elevator theme in the background, just do 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 or the Pokemon theme. There you go. Just playing in the background, and then like the minute they're like, "Oh, they're, they're like we're having some stuff," I just change it to like prepare for battle. What you could do though is, what's, dang it, I had it on my head. The Pokeball when they heal the Pokemon, that sound. Oh, yes. I love the synergy. I'm equal opportunity with my Nintendo, so my brain goes to the treasure chests from Zelda. Ooh. See, I need to find an independent person that's willing to do that soundbite. But already, so now that we have this pre-show and this unveiling happening in real time, I think it's time to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I think this has been a really good episode, guys. MJ, I want to thank you for taking the time to kind of being flexible with us in this pre-show. Like, I'll be the from one fan to another. I love reading your articles, even though you say they're not the best, because it's like, oh, hey, it's Thursday. What's MJ gonna put? Because I, I kind of like list, hearing your opinion and taking and listening to your your insight as to like what you think is gonna happen. Yeah, like, like I said, last cycle was dog shit for many reasons, but this cycle I'm definitely gonna try to make it not that not that level bad. It's gonna be it's still gonna be good. I mean, this first first article is usually like the best. Well, not the best, but it's like it sets the tone for the rest of the cycle and I plan on making this one a really good first article for the cycle 
That's fair. <laughs> but I'm, I'm already thinking about prompts. Ooh, I just ooh. Well, hey, I'll be I'll be definitely watching those articles and going, and I'll be the first one to say, "Hey, MJ, are you sure about this?" Look, it's already published. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, alrighty, Jet. Do you have any final final questions or final questions or final thoughts for MJ? I'm just glad that we have MJ to look over all this with us because every especially new cycle we get teams from above that we've never talked about before so just just that added layer is always super beneficial that's true yeah i i I hadn't stopped to think about that honestly well i think that's why you're so bitter about the sea kingpin thing huh me (laughs) i was out so many times about them that i'm just kind of like yeah i'm done hyping y'all up because you just leave me disappointed in the end too many times too many times well good job captains (laughs) hey you're a captain too jet you are a co-captain and everyone get get to be officially unofficial and every i was like you get to be a co-captain and everyone on twitter knows it as per your bio I mean, it was kind of cringy, like, trying to do all of it, but I thought it was kind of neat because we didn't get a proper unveiling. So there. As long as they know. But, yeah, so I thank you guys all for... I thank you all, Dragon Tamers, for listening for this long. And, of course, since now all the teams have finally been unveiled in matchups, we wish every trainer the best of luck this bout. And, you know, at the end of the day, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose... As long as y'all left it out there on the virtual battlefield, I think that's all that matters. I'll just say it again, super surprised and optimistic and happy to see so many new people hopping into factions this round. Oh, 100%. But anyway, with all that being said, always remember, keep your dragon fangs sharp, stay out of the icy path, very bad, and we will see you all in our next episode with some actual results.